You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. So glad to have you guys join us on this fun gang Friday. Also a fabulous Friday. I don't care what the weather's looking like. Looks like the clouds may dissipate later on in the afternoon. So we're looking forward to that sunshine that's standing right behind them. But I also, of course, want to welcome y'all. It's been a great week right here on the day with Trey. So glad you guys are ending your week with us right here on this fabulous Friday. I got a great lineup for you guys today. I'm so excited because Najat Rose Akins is in the building. We're going to be talking to her about her platform and why she's running for a municipal Seattle Municipal Court position seven. So I'm excited that she's in the building. It's also another fine game Friday. So you know that means Coach Pasqualina is in the building. We're going to be talking about some ways to transition as we move into a new season coming upon us in a few weeks. So I'm glad that she'll be bringing some fit this tips right here to our set. But of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks that you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Of course, it's also okay if you can't watch our shows. You guys can also find our shows anywhere you find your favorite podcast by searching Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. We're on all the platforms, Google, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, SoundCloud, all the ones over 200. So people are listening to us all over the world. And it's such a great thing to get those reports and hear that people all the way in Australia and beyond are listening to our shows on Converge Media. Because for us, it's all about creating impact media. That's what drives me every single day. So I want that impact to be felt by all of you out there. Uh, a couple messages for you because these are some phenomenal resources we want to make sure y'all know about. Of course, the Commercial Tenant Improvement Fund by the Office of Economic Development. They have invested $1.9 million into a fund. Now, small businesses that are looking for commercial space can apply for this fund and get up to $100,000 in grant funding to retrofit those spaces for their business needs. Make sure you guys are sharing this resource because it's so important. We're going to be putting the links right there in the comments for you guys to go ahead and figure out all the information. But this is an important thing because we see a lot of affordable commercial spaces coming on the market. However, doesn't mean it's affordable to enter and occupy those spaces. So make sure you guys are sharing that with folks that you know have small businesses. I think even if you have a small business and you're already in brick and mortar space, they are saying, if you need to do something different, let us know. I think you can also qualify for that. So check out all the details there. And this weekend, it's coming up tomorrow. Black-owned business excellence is hosting a leadership conference. They are bringing you guys all of the resources y'all need to run your business, grow your business, start your business. I mean, talk about all of the things that are involved in business ownership. You're talking about taxes and legal, maybe franchising. They're going to be going over all of these different things with network experts who are going to be in the building. They're sharing their networks with 
with you guys. I'm talking about people who are already at a high level of performance. And we know that Lewis Rudd of Ezels is one of them. And he's like, look, this is my network. I'm going to share it. It's open to y'all. Only $25 for you to enter. And if you can't afford that, or for some odd reason you need that help, no worry. No matter what the reason is, they also have some assistance available. So they're making it really easy for you guys to participate. Um, also to, you know, uh, tomorrow's the last day for Elixir of Love. Go get that ticket for Seattle Opera. It's a great show. But I was so excited because I got to see a great show last night. I'm talking about the teen summer musical, The Greatest Story Ever Wove. It was their opening night right there at Langston Hughes. Oh, my goodness. We are celebrating 25 years of the teen summer musical. It was like, I mean, they made that announcement and all the hairs on my arm stood up because I was so excited. This has been an amazing opportunity for young folks who are looking to get into live theater. I mean, you're not just learning on stage. They also have folks working behind the stage, helping with stage management, choreography, with musicality. It was so great to be there. I got to take Dr. Maxine Mims and, you know, to see it from somebody's perspective who is 94 years old, lived a lot of life. She was just telling me how she was so grateful that she was alive to witness brilliance like that. And shout out to Axe on stage for carrying this torch of the teen summer musical that has been going on for 25 years. And it was great for it to be performed at Langston Hughes that is celebrating 50 years of being in the community. So what a great, great story all around. And the young people were tearing the house down, y'all. Their vocal talent, their acting, their dancing, everything was top tier, top notch, on point. And for me, y'all know, I was a theater kid, still am to this day. I, I appreciate the hard work and energy that these young folks have been putting in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. for eight straight weeks, giving their whole entire summer to this effort so that we in the community can enjoy their performance and enjoy what they love doing on stage. It warmed my heart to see so many of their hands raised at the end when they were asked, how many of them are looking at doing this professionally, taking it to another level. I was so excited because I want our young creatives to know that there is space for them in the world of creativity. The creative economy is booming. It is growing here. It is becoming more and more robust and it's going to need all of their talent to keep it robust right here in the Pacific Northwest. And so I just loved hearing that. I'm telling you guys, make sure you cop your tickets today. Curtis is putting the link right there in the comments so you can easily just click right there, buy your tickets. They have 10 more shows. These young folks are going to be giving you everything they got. It was like 11 shows and they are maxing it out. They want to jam pack that house at Langston Hughes. And I want to help them do that because it was an amazing show. Everybody involved gave everything. So make sure you guys click on that link and buy your tickets today. If you don't, for some odd reason, can't get to the link, you guys can also check out Acts on Stage. They will be able to direct you to make sure that you are purchasing your tickets. Uh, again, go to Langston, enjoy the programming, enjoy these young people doing something they love. I definitely did. Shout out to you, Miss Michelle and Mr. Isaiah for all of your hard work in bringing this about. Your entire team has been phenomenal. 
Well, we're going to continue this phenomenal discussion here. I get to talk to Najat Rose Akins. We're going to be talking all about her platform. Why is she running for Seattle Municipal Court position number seven? You guys are going to want to hear this because, of course, you got to be informed to make the right decision when you are out there voting. So you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey, y'all. My name is Nicole Harvey, and I proudly serve as the Director of Community and Family Engagement at Seattle Jazz Ed. And I'm here to let y'all know that we're getting to launch our fall programming the first week of October. So if you're a student or you know a student between the grades 4 through 12 that is interested in playing music, whether they're a beginner or they've been playing for a long time, we have saved a seat for you. For more information, please visit our website at www.seattlejazzed.org. All of our programs and classes are offered on a sliding scale tuition policy, which means that families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked. We also have free loaner instruments available for every student to use. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us via email or by phone at programs at seattlejazzed.org or 206-324-5299. Lastly, we just want to let y'all know that we're hosting a block party on Thursday, August 25th from 5 to 8 p.m. There's going to be free food, music, and it's going to be a really good time. So for more information, please visit our website. You can also check it out on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Thanks, y'all. Hope to see you soon. Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more. And people seem to always think giving means money. But nah, bro. It's like you can give time. You can give understanding. You can give access. You can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents. But you just got to give. Welcome back, everybody, to The David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now, Ms. Najat Rose Akins. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, this is amazing. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, well, this for us is important. I mean, you know, uh, uh, at Converge, we've always understood that we needed to create that bridge of understanding so that we really do create whatever we can and do our part so that people are informed voters. But, you know, this is this is exciting uh, to, to think about what you may be able to bring to Seattle Municipal Court. Tell us a bit about your background. Okay, so originally born in Jamaica. Um, I lived there till I was about seven. Grew up in Miami. That's where my parents live and went to school at Howard University in Washington, D.C. Go Bison. Go Bison. <laughs> went to um, graduated, moved out to Seattle for my first. I was in business. I was a business major, moved to Seattle, lived here for six months, loved it because I was here during the summer, um, moved back to the East Coast. But when I moved here initially, I met my husband, moved back to the East Coast and then moved back for law school. Mm -hmm. So I went to Seattle University Law School and I've been working for the city of Seattle for the last 12 years. And in that capacity, I've worked as a prosecutor and now I'm in an advisory capacity where I've advised the many city departments, including the mayor's office, including parks, including the police department. And over the last uh, few years, Becoming a, a, a judge has always been the, the next step. I've been pro temming for the last three years and um, have gotten a really deep understanding as to how the courts have worked and how other parts of the Seattle system work. And 
honestly, one day I was like, stop talking about it and be about it. Mm. This is your time. You are well-informed as to what's happening in the city. You understand the, the criminal justice system. You understand um, the community. And what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. So that is why I decided to to join the the race in position seven. I know that I have a lot to to bring to the table. You know, I have a business background, so I understand some of the components in regards to that people don't necessarily see. Right, the the parts of the the budget, the parts of the. Um, that the court has to do in terms of building its budget and talking to to city council, but also the parts in the sense of what the court's doing in the courtroom Mm -hmm. and how certain courts are um, built and how they deal with individuals who are committing crimes. And honestly, coming out of COVID, I've really just seen some things that I think we can definitely do better and better serve the community. Yeah, this is important. I mean, I think we're kind of dealing with a time right now where a lot of people are getting more and more informed on not just their rights, but Mm -hmm. on things that have historically not been serving communities. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. we, you know, understand that there are parts of the criminal justice system. Some folks say criminal injustice, right? In in black community in particular, I hear that a lot Mm -hmm. because there's so many different examples of how these systems are not serving us. How Mm -hmm. do you really see bringing all of your expertise into this position Mm -hmm. to really help address those issues? Yeah, and that's a great question. And it's hard. It is hard. I mean, there is the intersectionality of race, of socioeconomic, of mental health. There's so many components that come to um, issues with the injustice justice system. And I think, well, I know that my role as a, a, a judge, especially over the last few years as pro teming, when I get on the bench, we're all on the same. We're all the same. And I think that's where you have to start. And unfortunately, I think people of color, sometimes they didn't get that initial privilege of we're all on the same playing field, regardless of what you look like. You're coming into the court. Let's see what's happening. Let's look at the facts. But you don't get a ding just because of what you look like. And um, I think that's a start, right? I think that is a start where people can come into court and and feel as if they're going to get a fair shot. Additionally, I think there's also a component of um, the cultural differences, the ethnic differences. We're all different. As I said, I come from Jamaica. We're vibrant, loud, you know, lovely people, (laughs) but um, different. Yeah. And those cultural differences are are what make us great. But sometimes that's if you're not in a culturally diverse area, sometimes those get misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So for myself, when I'm on the bench or even when I'm in court, just realizing that we're all different people and we all aren't necessarily going to react the same to certain things. And that's why I'm really trying to get back to an individualized approach to judicial decision making. Just because you commit a theft and I commit a theft, we're, we may be in completely different spaces. So maybe we shouldn't be having the same um, conditions, right? So really individualizing how we approach people who are committing crimes. I think that's really important here. Uh, you know, oftentimes there's this blanketed approach. Well, I'll, I'll say this. It seems to be from the outside looking in, 
that there's a blanketed approach, but it's still with its own inherent bias. Mm -hmm. And that right there, I think, is the the question that a lot of folks have. I mean, some talk about the need for diverse representation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which I do think is key because bringing in a diverse representation Mm -hmm. allows for me, if I come to court and I come to your courtroom, maybe I'm like, okay, I don't have to have my entire defenses up. Mm -hmm. I understand I'm facing some charges, but there's some level of me just being able to relax a little bit in Mm -hmm. that moment, because Mm -hmm. maybe I'm thinking, you know what, as a black woman, maybe she understands a little bit. So I want to be able to connect when you end up having, uh, you know, a a body of judges Mm -hmm. that don't reflect levels of diversity, then uh, immediately, if you don't look alike, sometimes you come in thinking, oh my gosh, they're not going to understand anything I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something about that too. And when you talk about this individualized approach, Mm -hmm. I mean, tell us a bit about what goes into something like that. Is this about, you know, as a judge, you get, you know, these cases coming to you, you get a moment to really review Mm -hmm. um, the evidence in the cases, right? Uh, But, you know, also you have lawyers on both sides, attorneys that are kind of telling you more and more of the details, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about how as a judge you can really utilize all the information before you to create that individualized approach great so how the system works or how a case comes to the court is the prosecutor files the case the court determines if there's probable cause meaning okay is there sufficient evidence to move forward fast forward let's say the person ends up pleading guilty or taking it to trial, um, then the court is the one who makes the decision as to conditions of sentencing. Or I guess I'll back up, conditions of release even before we get to sentencing. So when making conditions of release, the defense will likely advocate for, you know, release. And there is a presumption of release for all cases except for like murder. Mm -hmm. So there's always a presumption of release. The prosecutor may make some um, argument as to why release isn't appropriate or release without um, making a a bail or bond or something like that. And the defense will make an argument. And then the court can then look at someone's history and look at maybe someone's failure to appear history or depending on the type of crime, make a determination whether they feel as if this person may commit a a dangerous crime if nothing, if there's no conditions of release are set. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an important part, um, determining whether or not someone gets released. Most people will come back to court, hopefully. Some do not. Mm-hmm. So when you see that, then you have to make another determination, like how can we potentially get this person back into court? And there's other least restrictive means like, OK, does this person go on EHM or does this person do do day reporting? So all those components um, lead into the beginning of the case. EHM, electric home monitoring? Uh, sorry, electronic yeah. home monitoring. Yeah. Yes. And day, day reporting is when maybe someone comes back to the court just to check in saying, hey, I'm still around, you know, a couple days a week or something, depending. Again, it's all dependent on that person's return history. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they have no history at all, then absolutely presumption of releases, you're released on your personal recognizance. Um, then it goes to, let's say, trial or um, someone enters a plea. And I think those are the the parts where that people really don't quite understand, um, where courts or judges have great um, discretion, which is why I specifically am running for municipal court because I feel like I would have far greater discretion to determine 
those sort of conditions, whereas superior court, they have to follow a lot of um, specific rules when it comes to sentencing guidelines. Seattle Municipal Court doesn't have that. Mm. So I feel as if I would have far more, um, far more options to provide to individuals. And at the end of the day, what I want to see is that for people to do better. Mm-hmm. And how can we get better? And I think in trying to get there, people do have to take accountability, but accountability, we can take accountability and still lift each other up. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I'm all about. Like there's community out there who is being affected by by crime. And in my day job, um, I talk to community often and they have really felt um, they have really felt like no one in the criminal justice system is hearing them. Yeah. They feel as if the court is is not concerned about what happens to victims. And that's concerning to me because the court is supposed to weigh and balance the whole community, including the the defendant, but also the the people, the everyday people who are just trying to go to work and do their jobs where, you know, they may be victims of assaults or whatever have you. I mean, I live in the city. My car has been vehicle prowled. My house has been burgled, you know, so I understand that. But um, but even then, right, like if someone commits a crime that that doesn't mean they're a throwaway person and we can still we can still help people. Yeah. I mean, this is important. Uh, and the message sometimes gets lost. I, I I wish I had even more time because there's so many questions I have, particularly because we are seeing that what you just described in terms of the Supreme Court and these kind of regulations they have to follow. Look at what we're dealing with at a national level. This is like the, the most important time to have diverse representation at a local level. The fact that you are running for uh, municipal court and what you just described there, because that was going to be one of my questions, like why municipal, right? Mm-hmm. But I love that you're saying, no, that gives me the the opportunity to really understand these individual nuances with every case and really bring that about in your judgment. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm glad that you are running. I think it's important, um, you know, for people to understand what you're standing on. And, you know, this is that next leg uh, of the campaign. So I'm giving you positive vibes Thank here. Um, but I want to give you a moment to look right there make sure folks know how they can support you learn more mm-hmm. uh, and follow your campaign again thank you so much for this opportunity um running an election or a campaign is is difficult however i am excited to be doing it and i know this is my path follow me on electnajat.com electnajat at instagram and electnajat at facebook and you can find all the information about me on electnajat.com thank you so much oh najat rose akins thank you thank you for running thank you for putting your your name in this amazing hat um it's needed and i you know again i if you if you have any updates you let me know we'll keep space for you here thank you so much i really appreciate the opportunity Absolutely. Oh, I told you guys, it's going to get juicy. We're going to continue in this juiciness with Coach Pasqualina. Fine Gang Friday is right up next. She's going to be sharing with us some tips and tricks that we can take into the 
next season as we think about our physical fitness. Stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Guess what, you guys? Portland Hip Hop Week is August 20th through 27th, and Converge Media is proud to be an official partner. Of course, it's your buddy Basil Gordon here, and you already know the Converge team is literally going to head south on I-5 to celebrate hip-hop culture in the Rose City. Portland Hip Hop Week is literally jam-packed with dope events, including the Hip Hop Skate Party, hosted by DJ OG1, Hip Hop Wine and Chill at the Abbey Creek Winery. There's also a DJ workshop hosted by Grand Wizard Theodore, and let's not forget Portland Hip Hop Week's biggest night, the 2022 Star Wars, and this year, they're celebrating women in hip-hop. You can get more information by visiting bdxhiphopweek.com, and of course, you can head over to my blog at jamming1075.com. Just search Besa. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. We're over here having a great time already because Coach Pasqualina is in the building. What up, Coach? Well, I'm so glad that you are here because you are allowing me to have some personal accountability right yeah. now. You guys, she is waiting on a green check mark from me and has been for um, several days. Okay. So don't worry. I, I mean, it's, it's we're giving coming. you some grace. Though. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're appreciate giving you some it. grace, but we're going to get back on track. We are. Sure. We are. Yeah. Well, tell us a bit about the tips you got to give to us today. Today, we are rolling into fall is coming in hot, right? You saw a preview this morning. Thank you, Seattle. <laughs> um, for those not in Seattle, it rained. It's still hot. Um, so I'm dressed for summer, although we're revising. But uh, we're heading into the school year. I'm a mom of two. I have a third grader this year. And so even if you're not a parent, though, transitioning with the cold weather is happening. And it's time to make those fall game plans. So things you're going to want to start thinking about is number one, biggest, your accountability team, right? Those days where you are not going to feel like it, you're going to look outside and it's like, I'm going back to bed, right? Um, meal prepping is going to be key, making a little extra food when you cook dinner or scheduling a day to lay out all your meals and get those prepared and frozen. So you're grabbing things, you're doing activities with the kids. You don't have to think about what to come home and cook for dinner. And then also getting some standard work from home workouts, right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes going to the gym isn't going to be a thing or again, weather, time constraints, right? So making sure you have some go-to routines. There are tons of free apps that you can download for fitness and I could share plenty of those. Fit On is one of my favorites and Nike is a, a great free app to use. And then also... Um, what else? Time, 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 time. 30 minutes is the recommended, but I read this beautiful quote that I want to share and it said, every drop in the ocean counts. Mm -hmm. And I just love that because you can keep that with you with whatever you do and especially fitness. So if you have five or 10 minutes, something is better than nothing. So make sure that you're just more intentional in the fall because with summer, it's easy to get outside and to have that sunshine as extra motivation. But in the fall, our weather tends to dampen the mood. So we want to keep you guys energized and encouraged to keep going. Yeah, this is really important. And and I I'm one I love that quote because sometimes all I got is the five minutes. Yeah. So if I can get some, you know, workouts in, I've been seeing like the HIT, right? Like yes. the, those kinds yeah. of mm -hmm. yeah, hitting because now you're doing a multiple things in one move. Yep. So you're really capturing a lot. And if you don't have a lot of time, it's, it seems like that might be a great 
way to go. Also, too, you know, people need to remember to use their body weight. I yes. mean, you know, we're talking about, OK, well, do I need to go and get all the weights? There's so many things you can do with your body weight. So I love how you talk about, you know, these at home regimens a lot. I have fit on and I have Nike. Yes. right? And a lot of these apps actually showcase a lot of workouts that you can do without any extra equipment. So they're making the barriers to entry low. I mean, so we, we got to just do it. Yes. Uh, when you think about some of the things that always keep you motivated in the fall as a mother, me too, mother of two, I got also a third grader going in, you know, going into third grade. Tell us a little bit about one of your big, big things that you are like, this is what is always there for me during this time. So for one, um, I don't allow excuses, right? With the kids, involve them. Believe it or not, they want to do it with you, right? Um, so I make sure that one, I'm intentional with scheduling the time. So letting the family know, getting my plans done early. So that way I make that time for myself. And even if it's right before bed, like, okay, I'm going to get down and do 20 push-ups, right? Um, so for me, it's just making the planning, right? Because um, like you said, you don't need anything, right? You don't need to carry equipment around with you or, you know, have any special tools. Although my fitness bands are the bomb. Yeah, they are. That out. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, all you need is your cell phone and some time um, in that space. And um, when you make a plan, and say it out loud and have somebody hold you accountable, um, you're more likely to complete it, right? And sometimes that'll even be my kids. Mom, you're sitting down. I thought you said you were about to work out and say, hey, mind your business, yeah. but I am, right? So just, hey, you know what, guys? I wanna get 10 minutes in today. Give me that, right? Mm -hmm. And letting everybody know they're on notice and putting in the work, right? So um, yeah, you just need your cell phone mm -hmm. if, if that, Right, blows your mind. Which that's we're, it. We're carrying with us. We're anyways, carrying with right? us. So that's yes. a little barrier right there. <laughs> and again, I mean, this is exactly why I love having you on because it's a reminder to me. You know, um, as my father passed, I, I I told my family, I said, you know, it's just time for me to really take this up a notch. You know, the the accountability that you offer is what I really need. Like, I, and even me knowing, I gotta send her that check mark. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want nothing until I get her that check mark. There's something so special about that. I've been sharing that with so many people across yeah. my path because honestly, without it, it's just me. And I get to be like, well, I get to give all of the reasons why I've been tired. I'm this, I'm that, I'm yeah. doing so many things, but I, I love that every drop in the ocean counts. Yeah. I'll be sure to, even if I got to break it down and like get, get these steps in and get these different workouts in over time, yeah. you're going to get that check mark for me. That's something for me. That's like, I, I I realized my dad was serious about it. My dad would work out every single day, right? Just every single day, he did something. Yeah. And I love that you said that because it doesn't really matter. The, the great thing about, uh, for those of us who are really looking to lose many pounds, like kind of like myself, everything we do matters. Yeah. So I started realizing that, wait a minute, I'm not logging all of this activity that I have, whether it is a dance, me doing some Qigong, like all of these things that I already were do was doing, yep. I started putting that on my calendar. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I realize the times where I'm 
burning calories and being responsible to my body. You're out so, at the fairs yeah. every weekend, walking around and dancing and all of that count. Yeah, all it, of all, that count. it all counts. Well, Coach Pascalina, thank you so much. It's Another so Fine awesome. Game Friday. Yes. Let them know right there how they can follow up with Fine Game. Follow me on Instagram at the Fine Game and also on YouTube. I'm starting a YouTube, y'all. So I'll be uploading some workouts you can follow this fall there. And then as always, www.findgang.com to shop for your year. Oh, Coach Pascalina, thank you so much for being here today. Yes. Oh, what an amazing Friday, you guys. We're going to set your, your weekend off right. Of course, we've given you some updates about some things that you guys can go check out this weekend. I'm going to reiterate it again. The Teen Summer Musical, get your tickets today. Family friendly. Bring the kids. It is one of those times where it's like, look, as we're thinking about going back to school, let's get some more options in with our families before summer is officially over. This is a great, great way for you to participate in arts, the local arts, and big up these amazing young folks. Also, for those of you who are in business, don't forget, Black-Owned Business Excellence got you covered tomorrow. You guys, make sure you are signing up for this leadership conference. It's going to be jam-packed with information that'll help you grow, start, and expand your businesses, but also give you an opportunity to build your own network with expert professionals and others who are in different industries doing it just like you, making it happen. I want to give a huge Huge shout out to Najat Rose Akins for being here, giving us her platform on why she is running for a Seattle Municipal Court position number seven. Sounds like she has some great things she wants to bring to that space. Let's make sure for all of you that are in Seattle, get educated, figure out what she's talking about. Check her out, email her, ask questions, get engaged and get involved. We need to be informed voters out here. And these local elections play such a huge role in those who are represented us, you guys want to be sure that you know what boxes you're filling out on those ballots. So make sure you guys tap in with her. And of course, got to give a huge shout out to Coach Pascalina for being here, giving us some tips on how we can adjust to these fall weather characteristics we experience out here. She's right. We kind of started it a little bit today, but you know what? Summer's still here. We're holding on tight. The sun will shine today, but I do appreciate that, that quote because every drop in the ocean counts. And y'all know for me, I want you to be inspired. Be inspired by Najat and Coach Pasqualina to see yourself as a part of the solution. No matter what your time, talent, or tre treasure is, there is some way that you can be even more engaged to make sure that your effort is a part of this larger pot of solutions that's being brewed all over the place. We need your brilliance to make it even greater. So... Of course, I want to always tell you guys that, uh, you know, this weekend is going to get weird tomorrow night, 10 p.m. right here on Converge Media. Our friends over at Weird at Night, Patrick Galactic and Blazing Space are keeping it weird for us. You guys don't want to miss their episode tomorrow at 10 p.m. And of course, thank y'all for being with me this week until Monday at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. 
Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. 